Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, September 14th. S&P futures are up 40 points. That is 1.2%. NASDAQ futures are up 160 points. That's 1.4%. Europe's major indices are not trading nearly as well. They are up just fractionally about 10 basis points overall. Asia generally finished higher across the board with the exception of India, which uh, is trading in the red down about 40 basis points. So a lot of news to go through over the weekend and this morning. I have everything um, compiled in the piece this morning. You know, I don't really see much dramatic as far as uh, shifting in the narrative around all the major macro topics versus the Friday close. So just to kind of run through some of the big headlines for today, you know, as far as the quote unquote reasons why U.S. equities are rebounding, a lot of it just feels kind of like a rebound um, off from oversold market conditions. Obviously, we've had a couple of weeks now of relatively tepid price action. So it just seems to be um, you know, a relatively reflective rebound this morning that probably should not be read too much into. You did have the resumption of the AstraZeneca trial in the UK following the very brief pause. I would just note that there was never a lot of concern around that trial pause. Most people thought it was a relatively routine um, action. You had a lot of relatively sanguine commentary from AstraZeneca executives throughout last week and then over the weekend. Um, so just not a lot of concern that the trial pause really um, was going to kind of result in you know, a, a permanent shuttering of that trial. And then keep in mind, AstraZeneca shares today are, are flat to down in, in London. So there's not, I don't really think there's a lot of reason to celebrate the resumption of that trial. Certainly it's not negative, um, but also it doesn't necessarily uh, change the outlook for equities. You did have a lot of M&A. So you had the NVIDIA arm deal formally announced for $40 billion. Just keep in mind, that has been talked about in the press for a couple of months. So that's not really a shocking transaction by any means. Um, you had Gilead announce a $20 billion acquisition yesterday. And then there are reports this morning in some of the European press that UBS and Credit Suisse could be exploring a combination. So certainly, M&A volume is helping sentiment. But like I said, the, the, you know, the big deal this morning, the NVIDIA arm one, um, has been talked about before. And NVIDIA is targeting about an 18-month um, timeline between when the deal was announced and when they plan on closing it. It's probably going to take a little longer than that, just given the enormous complexity and controversy around this type of transaction. Obviously, ARM is a crucial uh, repository of IP that powers most of um, most of the mobile world, as well as increasingly a lot of um, other areas in the data center. And so there's going to be a lot of um, controversy, not only from governments around the world, but also I think from others within the industry too. So they're and they're already seeing this morning um, a lot of pushback from others in the industry. So you know that deal is it's going to take a long time uh, to close. I'd imagine. You also had this morning to some positive sell side commentary. Bloomberg has an article this morning talking about how you know Goldman Deutsche Bank um, are are making calls to U.S. is over, and they're recommending that investors kind of reengage in equities. Um, so that's kind of the major, as far as kind of the, the reasons being set up for this morning's rebound. There were a couple of other items this morning. You had the Japanese leadership transition is, is kind of formally taking place very much as expected, um, as far as the, uh, transition in, in prime minister. So there's not much impact on, uh, the broader market from that. Um, you know, in terms of the other big kind of buckets of macro news, no major economic data this morning. No big monetary policy headlines this morning. Obviously, you have the Fed coming up on Wednesday. Um, I sent around a preview yesterday of all the major events for this week, including the Fed. Um, you know, I think there's going to be obviously some changes to the statement. 
Um, a lot of the prior statement language is relatively stale. It has to be updated. And you are going to see a new summary of economic projections that accompanies the Wednesday decision. And that will be a tool by which the Fed will kind of um, signal ZERP or zero interest rate policy for years to come. Now, the market already is pricing in um, zero rates for several um, several years going forward. So that should not be a shock. You know, I think the big question as far as the market's concerned is, will you see an increase in, in quantitative easing pace? So right now they're buying... 140 billion a month, uh, 80 treasuries, 20 MBS. So there is some talk about how they could shift from the current monthly guidance to a more formal, longer term um, schedule for asset purchases, but probably not a change in the pace of the monthly purchase. So that's probably the big wild card as far as will markets see a major rally coming out of Wednesday. I think in order to do that, you'll have to see that 140 pace increase. Um, otherwise, this is kind of just a maintenance meeting. I think, like I said, you have to update some of the prior language, which has become stale. You'll get new summary economic projections. But in general, I don't think you're going to see kind of shock and awe um, policy decisions made on Wednesday. Um, so that's economic growth. That's that central bank monetary policy already went over COVID with the AstraZeneca trial resumption. And you still have Pfizer, which is probably the most positive of any of the major candidates that are in phase three trials right now. Um, Pfizer's on the tape again, reiterating that they're going to know by the end of October if their vaccine is safe and effective. And they plan on, if it is safe and effective, they plan on applying for a regulatory review by the end of October. Um, so Pfizer is probably the most consistently adamant about moving forward with their trial. Um, and then obviously you have Moderna is the third major candidate in phase three trials. And then Johnson Johnson's expected to enter phase three by the end of this month. So those are the kind of the main candidates that most people assume could be first to market. Pfizer is kicking off an analyst meeting today that goes into tomorrow. This is mostly going to be focused on non-COVID factors. So I doubt you're going to see a lot of major headlines on COVID other than what Pfizer's already been saying. Um, but you have that this week. And then also you have a Moderna RNA, R&D um, day this week as well. But again, I don't think it's going to be focused on you know major incremental COVID news. It's going to be more on the broader portfolio of assets. Um, and those are the major uh, macro topics for today. In terms of micro news, probably the big focus is on TikTok. So Microsoft's bid to buy TikTok's US operations was rejected by the company. And according to multiple press reports, Microsoft had presented an outright acquisition of the company, the US of the US operations. They also wanted the underlying source code and the algorithm as well. They didn't want to kind of just get this empty shell of an app. And so that was something that ByteDance and the Chinese government were not willing to agree to. And so Microsoft's bid was rejected. They seem to be out of the process entirely. Multiple, multiple reports suggest that TikTok has selected Oracle as a quote unquote winner. But it does not look like this is going to be an outright acquisition. So Oracle's intent in all of this was really to kind of get a marquee customer for its cloud business, essentially trying to move TikTok's operations all onto the Oracle cloud, and then to help make that be a big selling point as Oracle tries to compete against Microsoft, Google, and Amazon in that market. Um, It looks like that is kind of the crux of this relationship between Oracle and TikTok. So the press is phrasing it as Oracle is now the preferred technology provider to TikTok, um, but there's not going to be necessarily a big transfer of assets. So it's not clear how this is going to be structured. It sounds like ByteDance will retain ownership, may perhaps not control of, of the US data. Again, not clear if this is going to placate Chinese regulators, if it's going to placate US regulators. Nothing has been formally announced as far as Oracle and TikTok are concerned, um, but that is kind of the uh, 
the what multiple reports are suggesting. Oracle shares are up about eight or nine percent today pre-market. I don't think TikTok was ever important or nearly as important for any of the U.S. companies involved in in, um, in this whole process. So whether it's Microsoft, Walmart, or Oracle, um, you know, to the extent Microsoft or Walmart were hit hard today, I think you could fade that. And I think to the extent Oracle's up eight or nine percent, you should probably fade that too. Um, I just think this is vastly overblown as far as its importance to the, those companies in particular. Um, but that will be something to watch today. Presumably, you should see some type of a formal Oracle announcement. Um, but again, unclear if these terms are going to satisfy um, either governments in Beijing or Washington. And also, it's not clear kind of what dates should be looking at. There's a lot of dates as far as deadlines, whether it's September 15th, September 20th, sometime in November. Um, the Wall Street Journal just went through kind of why... TikTok will not be disappearing um, regardless of what happens in the coming weeks or months. There's there's kind of a, a relatively complex process that we'll have to um, go through in order to get TikTok completely eliminated from the US. So I have more detail and summaries in writing on, on all that with TikTok, but um, that's probably the big macro uh, micro story today in addition to uh, the m and I went through earlier. Um, for the calendar for Monday specifically, the Sellside conference schedule stays very busy this week. I think the Barclays conference in particular will be very important. You're going to hear from a lot of banks, including they kick off this morning. I think the messaging should be positive in that banks are likely to signal that provisions in the second half of this year will not be nearly as high as they were in the first half. That is the biggest overhang on the group. So I think that will be a positive catalyst for the space. Otherwise, today should be very slow. You just have Lennar after the close in terms of earnings. Trump will be in California getting briefed on the fires during the day, and then he'll be speaking in Arizona tonight. And then just for the broader week, the Fed on Wednesday is probably the biggest macro event. You have a couple of earnings on our tonight. You have Adobe and FedEx Tuesday after the close, a couple of analyst meetings, including Pfizer and Moderna, which I mentioned earlier. You have this Microsoft event tomorrow at one o'clock, likely to be very focused on the watch, probably not going to see any new iPhones tomorrow. That event will probably be later in September or in October. Um, you have Trump Biden town hall events this week. So Trump on the 15th on ABC and then Biden the 17th on CNN. And that is essentially it in terms of the major events, uh, and catalyst for the week. And that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.